Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. As you saw there in the, the last picture, we've been in Uganda actually 11 years now, uh, 11 years last week. So we are, that, that was actually a picture from our 10-year anniversary that we celebrated last year with uh, all of our Ugandan pastors and those that could come to the conference. You were there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Your pastor was with us there. It was a good conference and had a, had a great, great time. So uh, praise God. We're, we're, we're grateful that the Lord's been so faithful to us for these 11 years. And uh, uh, I, I still feel like we're, we're still getting started. There's, there's a lot of things that the Lord is doing in and through us, through the ministry, things which I never would have dreamed. How many of you know the Lord's pretty good about making stuff happen you never dreamed about? And, uh, and, and I'm a living testimony. He's doing something with me that I never dreamed. Um, I, I, I don't know if I've shared my, my, uh, my early ambitions with you, but you know, early on I wanted to be the next Garth Brooks. That was, gonna be, that was my dream. I was going to be a country music singer because I grew up in Nashville. Right, I think you have to be a country music singer if you grow up there. And I had a pickup truck, right? Had a dog, yeah. Boots, right? Play a guitar. So we're ticking the boxes. And uh, but you know, the Lord had far greater things planned for us, and and we thank God for that. And had I followed that dream, who knows where I would be today? I don't know that I would ever have met my beautiful wife. Or had you know beautiful children, or be involved in the ministry, and you know that 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 could have very well taken us out of the will of God. But we surrendered to Jesus, and we we let Him take us where He has us. So, uh, and and we thank God we're we're 11 years in Uganda. Never dreamed of being a missionary. Never, 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 ever, never, 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 never dreamed of being a missionary. But we love it. We would never, ever, never, ever change anything about that. Amen. And so uh, uh, it's important for us to obey God. And, and you, you know, we don't always see things perfectly clear as we, as we start seeking the will of God. But it's, it's Him who makes uh, His Word real to us. You know, uh, the Scripture tells us, Psalm 119 says, Thy Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know, and it sounds repetitious, but it's actually not. The, the lamp to your feet are those immediate steps that you take in life, but the lamp, the light to your path is that direction that God has for you. And if we'll trust Him in the little things, He'll make the, the, the big things clear to us, and, and He'll keep leading us in, in those directions that He has for us. Uh, just a small exhortation there, but just... To encourage you, don't quit and don't don't give up on the will of God. So, um, we we as as my wife said, we've we are uh, we've got these brochures and it, you know we we share the vision and the mission with you, which is really important for you all to know what you're connected with and what you're partnering with. Um, and, and as your pastor has seen the work and he knows what we're doing, uh, the impact is is you, you know we don't. We, we, we're desiring to have a building and build a building. God's going to do it. But the, the greatest investment that we have in Uganda is in people. And, and it's not always easy to, 
to put a measure, uh, you know, a metric. A lot of times you want to have a metric and say, well, we're doing A, B, C, D, and it's, sometimes that's a bit challenging, but uh, we, we, we know that God has a fantastic accounting system. And, and the investments that we make in people, you are making in those same people through our ministry. And so whatever is attributed to our account is attributed to your account. That's how partnership works. It's pretty fascinating and uh, it's pretty amazing. But uh, so, so uh, our, our vision and mission, we, we, we tried to make that as clear as we could there in our uh, brochures. But uh, as, as you saw in the video where the, the past few years since COVID, we, we actually had to, uh, the Lord told us to, to push pause on SMTI. Um, I, Pastor, you came to teach SMTI, is that right? Okay, so that was your, your first trip. Um, and so we're looking to resume SMTI in the next year or so. So we're really excited about that. But in the meantime, uh, and what we did prior to teaching SMTI was to hold conferences. And in those conferences, we teach, uh, of course, sound Bible doctrine. And, and we have good pastors come and help us to teach that. But teaching uh, the, the, the truths, the biblical truths of the Word of God is absolutely essential. It's essential here, but it's... It's ever the more essential there. Uh, there's great fervor. There's great zeal for Jesus. Um, but, you know, you, you, you can be zealous but have no knowledge or no wisdom, and that's not a good thing. Uh, that gets you into trouble. And that, you know, the devil likes to get involved in those things. And so uh, our, our heart is to teach the Word of God simply, consistently, uh, but, but enable these pastors, these church leaders to grow deeper in their faith and, and to know why they believe what they believe. We, we actually have some curriculum on the back. If you, you just ask you to just take a look at it, there's a, the English version and the Luganda version. Uh, but we've just been teaching on the principles of the church. You know, why, why, do you know why you came to church today? Do you know why we have church? So we talk about some of those things in the, in the teaching. It's important that you and I are rooted and grounded in those elements, that, that we're not just doing it because, well, it's Sunday and it's, you know, 1030. Uh, that's, not why we, that's not why we're in church. We're in church for, for purposes and, and, and reasons. And that is to build us up so that we can go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Make disciples of all nations. So, so yeah, Siri's trying to help me. I don't know why she's trying to help me. That's kind of funny. I'll throw this thing away. Uh, praise God. But So we teach in conferences, and that helps us to minister to a, a mass of pastors kind of at once. And uh, we've, we, we honestly have thousands of pastors across the, the, the country that we're able to minister to through these conferences and all that we're doing. So we're reaching a lot of pastors and church leaders through this. Um, but we're also, uh, uh, as we showed you in the video, we're doing Bible uh, teaching. So we've been teaching SMTI, and uh, Dr. Barclay has given us permission to do that. So we have now about, well, well over 500 graduates through SMTI, and uh, we're really, really grateful for that, and that, that's been a fantastic uh, stabilizing uh, element in our ministry, and it, it really has caused us to increase the, the realm of our influence, the scope of our influence. Uh, from that, as, as you saw in the video, we're looking to establish a permanent Bible school where we, we're, we're going to call it a school of ministry, uh, because it's not so much a typical 
uh, Bible school where you, you, know, you, you, you learn all theology or whatever. Our heart is that, that we give the pastors, the church leaders, a balance of theology, doctrine, uh, teaching on church leadership and church ministry, and then personal development. So those will be kind of the four pillars of the school. Uh, did, did, did I take you to visit that property, Pastor? Yeah, yeah. So our heart is to, to acquire this property that we've, we've been looking at, and uh, it, it has dormitories. We would have those pastors come and stay on the, on the, the property, and then we would teach them, uh, uh, like I say, a balance of, of doctrine and theology and church ministry, all the things that we feel like they need, and then send them back to their, their churches and so that they can continue their growth. Uh, we're establishing local networks of, of like-minded believers. How many of you know it's really important to have a company that, that of, of like-minded folks that you're, you're connected to? Amen. We, we, are, we, we don't do church ministry alone. We don't do church alone. It's, uh, we're called a body. We're called a building. Amen. And so that means there's more than one component. And, and you and I absolutely cannot be alone. Uh, that's how the devil wants you. When you're alone, he can, he can pick you off pretty easy. So our heart is that we have networks of pastors who believe like us, they teach like us, um, and that they're growing and, and they're helping their churches and helping their, their congregations. One of the things uh, that the Lord put in my heart years ago when he, when he gave us the specific vision to help churches, you know, I wanted to go and be... Uh, this is another dream. I hope you don't mind me sharing some of my issues. I don't know if issue is the right word. I wanted to be the next Reinhardt Bonnke, like go big or go home. You guys, Anybody know Reinhardt Bonnke? Right? Go big or go home, right? Let's have big crusades. And so I was pleading with God, literally. I said, God, uh, let, me, let me hold crusades. And I would try to plan something. And it, it just, I felt weird and I just felt, it just wasn't right. You know, my heart, at heart, I'm a bit of an evangelist. And so uh, I said, Lord, let me hold crusades and let me, let me preach to a lot of people. And then, you know, you, you can have those pictures of everybody in the sea of humanity waving. You, you all seen those pictures? And you're like, yeah, that's what I want. And so the Holy Spirit spoke to me, which he's really good at, at helping us if we'll listen to him. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you about my country music dream in a moment, if y'all don't mind. Um, but the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, uh, if you win those people, where will you send them to be discipled? Uh, you, you can win them, but you can't disciple all of those people. What are you going to do with them? And I said, I see your point, sir. And so the Lord said, I want you to strengthen my churches. I want you to help pastors and church leaders be a place, have a place where they are discipling people. Amen. Yeah, our disciple, you're being discipled just being here. I'm sure many of you, you've, you've been discipled through the programs and the ministries of this church. But you know, that's, that causes you to be stable. The lack of discipline, which is the... The root word of disciple is discipline. The lack of, of discipline in our lives leads us to, to, to sometimes go astray. And how many of you saw people go astray uh, during COVID because they had no discipline? Hello. I got a few people maybe that saw it. It, 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 is, it is the common, uh, as from the churches that we've, we've been, you know, we travel quite a bit. We get to see a lot going on. The, the number one 
uh, reason why people stayed in churches through COVID is because they had discipline in them. The number one reason why people left during COVID, they left churches because they had no discipline in them. You know, Satan is, is very active and he was extremely active during COVID and he was sifting a lot of people out of the churches. And so a lot of people fell by the wayside and they're not, they're not serving the Lord Jesus anymore because they, 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 they had no fervency, they, they were undisciplined. But for those of us who were disciplined, we held, we held fast to that, didn't we? We stayed, we stayed bedrock in that because we knew that was our hope. That's our, that, that's our established foundation. And so our heart is to put foundation in pastors so that pastors then can put foundation in their people and disciple them. So that, that's why we do what we do. And, and, and I thank God the Lord has led us through this process and we're growing and uh, we're increasing in what we're able to do. And so we thank God for that. My, my country music dream, I didn't forget about that. Uh, I was driving, you, you know, Jesus, <laughs> my, my pastor's writing a book called Jesus the Dream Killer. It's going to be an awesome book. Uh, <laughs> because sometimes we dream dreams that God never dreamt for us. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the Lord speaking. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, right? So he's got plans for us. So we, we've got to be really good about not invoking our or imputing our plans on the Lord. We, we can't have a dream and they, then say, God, bless it. Here's my dream. Bless it. And, and we do that, don't we? I'm just talking about humans. I'm not talking about Oasis Church. I'm talking about humans. We, we want God to bless something just because we dreamed it up. Amen. And so uh, the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you. So I was driving down the road listening to my country music. Uh, and perfecting, I'm honing my skill as a skilled singer, country music singer, you know, getting all the, the lilts and the, you know, getting the he's and the haws in there. And the, you know what I'm talking about? Every country music, every country musician has to have a thing, right? And I'm perfecting my thing, you know. Garth Brooks, his thing was that, eh? you know, he'll, he'll sing, huh? You know, you got to get a huh in there. And so uh, I'm perfecting that. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And I'm listening to Clint Black. And it's the worst song, Clint Black, you know, the worst lyrics that he had. I don't know if you guys are, if you love country music, just hold on. Because, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not bashing it. But it's, it was the song. And the song was Killing Time. I don't know if you ever heard that song. But the lyrics are, this killing time is killing me. Drinking myself blind, thinking I won't see. That if I cross that line and they bury me, that I might just find I'm killing time for eternity. And I'm a Christian singing these lyrics. And I'm, I don't know, somehow I guess I figured I'd still serve Jesus and I don't know, preach the gospel. And I'm singing these songs. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, do you believe the words that you're singing? It's a good question, right? Because they're coming out of your mouth, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus said it's not what goes into the man that defiles him, right? But what comes out? Hello? You guys are a faith church. I know it, right? So we, this thing right here, it's a, James tells us this tongue is unruly. 
And we've got to learn how to master it. So the Holy Spirit says, do you believe the words that you're singing? I said, no, sir, I don't believe them for one moment. But I kept on driving my truck, singing those stupid lyrics. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me graciously once again and says, so why are you singing them? It was, I know it was kind of like a duh moment, that, but for me it was, it changed my life. I, and I ejected the, hit the, you know, the big stick button on your cassette player. Y'all remember that? Anyone? And you hit that button and the, the cassette shoots out. You were talking about cassette tapes earlier. So I took the cassette and I threw it down on the, 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 the seat of my truck and I said, I'll never again sing that. And I, and, and I have not. Amen. Thank God. And so, uh, you, you, know, you know, the Lord, uh, sometimes it takes him a moment to get us where we need to be. But praise God. If we'll listen to him, eventually he, he will get us there. Praise God. So uh, we're, we're also, to finish the vision here, uh, or sharing the mission, we're laboring alongside local pastors. We're in local churches every Sunday there in Uganda. We don't sit at home and do nothing. Uh, we were overseeing a church for a season uh, through COVID, and, and it was God had, a, had his hand on us to do that. Uh, but when when everything was released, we the Lord released us to go back and minister in the local churches. So we're deep in the village. Uh, we've gotten our vehicle stuck a few times during rainy season. That's not been fun. Amen. Uh, we got videos and pictures of guys digging us out. I mean, we're deep in the mud. Even that blue truck you saw. I mean, it's it was up to the hub in uh, mud. But thank God we got out. Praise God. Uh, but uh, so we're, we're ministering in churches every Sunday and serving uh, the pastors. And our heart is that we can not only uh, tell the pastors or, or preach uh, the things of church ministry, but we can demonstrate them and we can be involved in helping them to see what it is that, that um, you know, how, how to, to uh how to function in the local house. Amen. And then finally, we're doing a, a radio program. We minister three times a week on Kampala's biggest Christian station there. And uh, we're reaching about a million listeners every time we, 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 we go on the air. So thank God for that. We're, we're teaching sound Bible doctrine. We're talking about the tripart nature of man, you know, spirit, soul, body. We're talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about tongues and, you know, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, the nine manifestations of the Spirit. So we're teaching things that, uh, that the people need. And uh, we're getting some really great reports from those, from those listeners and a lot of people saying, please, Pastor, please continue. Uh, don't quit. I, I love hearing that. I love getting messages saying, I, we enjoy your program. Please don't quit. So uh, we have no intention of quitting at all or slowing down. We're looking to speed up as much as possible. So praise God. So please uh, just take a brochure just so that you can read up a little bit on our, on our ministry and, and, and what, what the Lord is doing. In, in Uganda. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, please. I don't have a whole lot of time left, but uh, to Matthew 20, 24. Matthew 24. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 24. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we, we want to say once again how much we love you. And we want to say thank you for salvation. We thank you for the free gift of salvation. Father, that you loved us when we were your enemies. Father, even when we hated you, you loved us. 
And you loved us so very much that you sent Jesus to die on a cross, to, to be the, the, the sacrifice, to pay the penalty of the sin that we ourselves committed. Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you for your great love wherewith you have loved us. We want to say thank you, Father, for inviting us and welcoming us into your family that we're born again by the blood of Jesus washed. We're free from the guilt and the shame of our past. Father, we have a new family. You're our father and we are your children. And we thank you for that today. We ask you, Heavenly Father, speak to us today by your precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. Minister to us. Help us. Encourage us. Strengthen us. Edify us. May we receive everything from you that we need to receive today. And we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew 24, are you there? All right. Uh, notice what verse 13 tells us. We're just going to jump in the middle of a dissertation from the Lord Jesus Christ, a didactic teaching here that he's giving concerning the last days. He says in verse 13, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. Now, this is Jesus talking. This isn't, you know... Uh, we, we understand that all scripture is given by inspiration, but this is specifically a word from Jesus Christ to every one of us. Uh, you, you all know, you all can tell we are living in the last days. They're, they're not coming, they're, they're upon us, they're here. And, uh, you know, as much as, as, much as Jesus uh, would like a... a, a faithful, solid, flowing relationship with you, Satan also has plans for you. He has desires for your life. Amen. I hope you know that. Uh, they're not plans to prosper you. They're not plans to give you a future and a hope because that's not what he wants for your life. He wants, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can get you out of faith, if he can get you out of uh, your perseverance for Jesus Christ, he knows that he can win the battle in your life. And Jesus tells us, he that shall endure unto the end shall be saved. Well, you, you don't need endurance in the easy times, do you? Uh, when, when things are good, in the good times, we, we don't need endurance. It's, it, it, we just enjoy it, right? Uh, the good times we enjoy. It's the challenging, difficult seasons where we have to learn how to persevere, have to learn how to endure. In fact, the Hebrew word for endure here is the, the uh, excuse me, the Greek word, excuse me, the Greek word for endure is hupomeno, and it means to persevere absolutely and emphatically under misfortunes and trials to hold fast to one's faith in Christ. It also means to remain, abide, not recede or flee. So endurance means we're going to hold fast against misfortunes, to hold fast against the trials of life, hold fast against the temptation to flee, the, 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 the hardness that you and I face. See, we, we have to learn now. You, you, can't, you can't learn to endure in the middle of of the, the attack, you have to decide beforehand, I am going to endure. Amen. And, and, and we, don't, we don't necessarily learn endurance when there is no resistance either. 
you know, your, your pastor, we, 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 we talk about running because we both like running. Your pastor is a runner. Is? Was. Was? <laughs> 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 Going to be again. Amen. We, but we talk about running because it's, it's, you know, it's something we both enjoy doing. But, you know, you don't learn how to run by sitting. Right? You got to stand up. You got to start moving. You got to be doing something. And then you learn the difficulties of running. And then after running a mile, you learn new difficulties because the, the first mile, if you're a runner, the first mile is pretty much just a warm up for you. And then things get real. Right? And, and so, but, but then at the same time, you, you don't immediately start out running a marathon. All right. you, you have to work up to that because you don't have the endurance to run 26.3 miles when you first start. I know it's a simple analogy, but the truth of it is we, you, you and I are, are, are facing this situation right now because Satan is complete. He's, he's so angry with you. He hates your life. He hates your marriage. He hates your children. Amen. He hates your business. And he's doing everything he absolutely can to get you to stop, to get you to quit running, to quit enduring, to, to, to quit pressing in. The fact that you're in, in the house of God today makes him so angry. Yep. Hallelujah. Amen. Ha, 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 devil. <laughs> guess where I'm at? <laughs> Amen. And guess where we're not, right? We're not hiding. We're, we're not doing the easy thing. The church itself is not easy. Uh, th- this is something that... that came to me, and I, I, it wasn't necessarily revelatory, it just, it, it, it opened my mind, uh, you know, during COVID, we, we had, we had total church shutdown, like, you could not go zero. For seven months, churches were completely closed. So, what do you do? You, you stay at home, right? You, you stream TV, you have, or you stream church, and we, we, we had our routines during those times. And, and uh, you know, I would play the guitar often and I would, you know, preach to my family. But, you know, families don't always want to hear dad preach. Just quite honestly, I think Ethan's not saying anything, but there's an amen there somewhere. So we kind of had a little rotation of our pastor, Dr. Barclay, any, you know, our friends in the ministry that, that we love and we want to hear from them. And so we kind of had our Sunday routines, right? I don't know if you guys ever, I don't know how, 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 how heavy lockdown was here, but it was extremely heavy for us. But, you know, whenever lockdown lifted, people were extremely slow to go back because they, their, their bodies, their lives had become undisciplined in their church attendance. By force of power, the powers that be said, you're not going. And so getting back to church, as much as there was an excitement, it was hard. I know that sounds funny, but... Right? How many of you just were, you just love, you were just so excited to get to church today. Some of you, you probably had to say, flesh, get up, get dressed, get going. Right? Okay, maybe not. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. They're all like, how do I answer that? <laughs> so there is a discipline just in getting up, getting to church. There's actually correction in that. 
Because you've made a decision, I'm in the house of God on Sundays, but your flesh doesn't always like that decision. Your flesh wants to say, but I'm real tired. But I had a long week. Don't you know we worked yesterday and we got work tomorrow. I'm I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about another church somewhere else, right? Other people, right? Your flesh wants to dictate things to you. But we, because we have discipline, we, we, have, we, we have passions, we don't allow our flesh to win. So we correct our flesh and say, flesh, shut up. I don't know if you talk to your flesh that way, but I do. Flesh, shut up, get up, get dressed, get moving. We're going to the house of God today, and we're going to be excited about it. <laughs> Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Some of you are like, I've never had to do that. You might have to stir yourself up a little bit and tell your flesh, get moving, praise God. Because the same thing when the Lord prompts you to witness to somebody. Oh. Now they're big. That's a big dude. He might punch me in the face. I've witnessed to a ton of people. I've never been punched in the face. I've been threatened, but I've never been. No one has actually punched me. So until they punch me, I should not even think about them punching me in the face. You get, you get what I'm saying? We have these unrealistic things that we imagine, well, it's going to go this way. and Well, maybe it won't. Jump in there and get out and do it, praise God. But we, 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 just coming to church in itself is corrective. It is, it is renewing the foundations in our life. I'm going to endure. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. No matter what my flesh feels like. Hello? Uh, look, at, look at Galatians chapter 6 with me, if you would, please. Galatians chapter 6. I'm just, these are things that you all know. I just, I feel like this is an exhortation for the church, especially the church in the United States. Uh, because, you know, culture is trying to retrain you. They're trying to talk you out of your faith. Yeah. Uh, society wants you to feel guilty about trusting in Jesus. They, they want you to feel foolish about that. We'll look at a verse in just a moment. Galatians chapter 6, notice uh, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Verse 8 tells us the sowing and reaping aspect. He that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Verse 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap, what's that next word? If, say it with me, if. If we faint not. Well, that, this tells us several things. Number one, it's, we, we can get weary and we can faint. Jesus, did, he wouldn't have said endure to the end if there was no necessity to endure. He, wouldn't, he just wouldn't have said it, right? But he's giving us warnings, and of course we understand the warnings uh, in Matthew 24, but we, we have this repeated warning throughout the New Testament uh, of don't give up, don't quit, don't faint, don't grow weary because we're all tempted, tempted we're all tested to become faint and become weary. He says here, he says, uh, let us not be weary in well-doing. That's, that's you're in the house of God today. In your Christian disciplines, don't let those things weary you. Don't let people make you think that what you're doing is strange because you're not at the cookout on Sunday morning. 
I don't know if any of y'all had a cookout today, but I, I, I know people, they will go to a family reunion on Sunday morning. Now, y'all can do what you want to, okay? But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And if somebody's planning something on Sunday morning, they better know the scudders won't be there. Amen. I don't mean, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just telling you the discipline that we have to have in the kingdom of God. Amen. We, growing up, if the kids, you know, were in whatever sports club, well, we don't, we're not, we don't partake of things on Sunday because we're in the house of God. Amen. There has to be those elements of your life that you say, I'm not budging on this. I'm not moving off of it. You can't talk me out of it. You, you, you can't change my mind about this. And, and, and the world system, I mean, this whole COVID pandemic thing, tried to reprogram and rewire you. But here you are in the house of God. Amen. Amen. You probably were calling your pastor. Pastor, we got to be in the house of God. We got to be there. Let's go. We, we had uh, a lot of churches closed down, and those church members moved to churches that were still open. Amen. I don't know how it was in your state, but. Uh, our church in Tennessee gained a lot, of, a lot of church members because our church stayed faithful to being open. Amen? Hallelujah. He says, let us not be weary. This is the encouraging part. In due season, we shall reap. Now, that's, that's encouraging for us. It's, it's two words or three words. We shall reap. See, what you and I have to understand is the devil cannot defeat you. Amen. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So Jesus on your side, you can, you can do any, you can do all things. Hallelujah. But if he can talk you into quitting, that's his goal. His goal is to get you distracted with the, 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 the cares of this world, to get you distracted by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, as John tells us. Amen. If he can get your eyes off of what is necessary, then he can start winning in your life. But we can't, we can't lose sight of that prize. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, we're, we, we don't have time to turn there. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11, uh, Paul encourages the church at Ephesus, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He goes on to say, put on the whole armor of God. Well, why do you need armor? Because there's a fight. Why do you need to be strong? Because you might feel weak. Hello? That, that the, the, the mindset, again, is to encourage us. Encourage us be ready. Uh, be, be, be grounded. Recognize that attack is coming in your life. I, we, you know, missionaries, we, we're not impervious to, to attack. And I, I was sharing some of this with your pastor when he was with us, I think it was last year. But 2022 was a really tough year for us. We had a lot of attack against our ministry, against our, our personal lives. And, and, and some of that even spilled over into 2023. But, you know, you got to keep standing just because things don't go well. You don't say, well, forget it, you know. How many of you fell down and you just laid down and you just died right there? No, you're like, ow, that hurt. <laughs> you get up again, right? So we can't just lay down because things didn't go the way we thought they would. 
They, they, they're not happening the way we planned it. But, see, we've got we to gotta make sure our faith is in Jesus, not in our abilities, not in our strengths. We, we're trusting Him to see us through. And that, that, this verse encourages us, if we don't grow weary, if we stand strong, we shall reap. So whatever it is that you're believing God for, anybody believe in God for anything in here this morning? If you don't quit, you will reap. It's a promise. We, we put our hope and we put our trust and our confidence in this. Because, see, it's not based on our ability to see us through. It's based on our faith in God's ability to see us through. He takes care of us. He supplies our need. Amen. And so e even this year, we were battling something. And uh, I was in my living room. I was praying about it. I have a little pattern that I walk in my living room. Uh, my living room and my, our dining area kind of, it's just really one room. So I was walking and praying and I'm speaking against stuff. I'm cursing stuff. I'm really good at just cursing stuff. Not cussing, don't get me wrong. I don't do that. <laughs> but I'm cursing that thing in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Doc tells a story of some guy that, uh, I, I don't know if it was him. I think Doc himself Somebody told him, curse that thing. This was right when he got born again, I think. He actually cussed it, you know. And they're like, no, 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 no. Well, you told me to curse it. Okay, so we don't cuss. <laughs> but we curse things. I'm cursing the devil off of my wife, my family, my children, my what. I mean, I'm just, I'm standing. And uh, so I'm in the middle of praying, and, uh, and, and it's nighttime, it's dark. But as I'm praying, I, 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 it's like I bumped into something. And I stepped back and there was a demon standing in my house. And I said, oh, it's you. It didn't, it didn't put any fear in me. It was the Lord revealing to me my enemy. I got you now. See, so you, sometimes you think it's just an attack on your finances or you think it's just hard. And the reality of it is you may have a demon that is actively opposing you. He's actively resisting you. He's involved. And I'm not saying we have a demon consciousness, you know. There's not like, you know, the devil's in the bushes or, you know, some people they get freaked out about, you know, I've got a devil in my shocks on my car. No, I'm not saying that at all. Don't, don't go that far, right? But this was a demon that was, and it was causing an irritation between my wife and I. We're never irritated at one another. So we, we, there was this weird thing going on. So as I'm praying, the, 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 the discerning of spirits came, and I could see this demon. So I was like, hallelujah, I see you now, and in the name of Jesus, get out of my house. And he totally took off. I, I loved it. It was great. I did a little, little Jesus happy dance. Hallelujah. I don't know if you ever do that, but it'd be good for you to do it. Smith Wigglesworth did it every morning as he got out of bed. Hallelujah. Devil hates it when you get happy over his demise. Amen. Praise God. The devil hates tongues as well. He hates it. Hallelujah. He hates it. He hates it when you laugh at him, by the way. All right. Just sharing some things we've learned. Casting out demons. They get angry when you laugh at them. 
All right, praise God. So anyway, this demon was standing there, and, and the, you know, I was praying about it. I was like, Lord, you know, how did he get here? And, you know, we, the, the, the reality of it is we probably got into a little worry. Probably we just opened the door a little bit to some fear. But we know how to win the battle, so praise God, he's gone. But the Lord showed me, just, uh, just as we have angels assigned to us, just as we have angels assigned to us, Satan's, he, he can assign his demons to you, to oppose you, to drop thoughts in your mind. That's, that's why we have, the, the Bible speaks of fiery darts of the wicked one, Ephesians chapter 6. That's why we got to keep that helmet of salvation on knowing that, that, that we're saved, we're born again. We, we are covered by the blood of Jesus. And, and, and Satan may fire those fiery darts, but we quench them with the shield of faith keeping that helmet of salvation on. Amen? He doesn't stop that. He, doesn't, he might leave you for a season, but he doesn't quit. He's not a quitter, so you can't be a quitter either. All right. Amen. And, and, and so, uh, so the Lord showed me that that's a demon that's assigned to your life. And, and if you ever stop or if you ever slow down, he's going to move in and he will grow and bring in his buddies. Uh, it's not going to happen. Say it with me. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Say it. I'm not going under. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're overcomers. Praise God. One more verse, if you don't mind. Hebrews chapter 10, and I promise I'm done. I, I don't know if this is helping you or not, but I, uh, this encourages, every time I teach this, it encourages me. Notice Hebrews chapter 10. Notice what Scripture tells us here in verse 31. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 31, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. How many of you remember the, the teaching from Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning. I, I think if we had more fear of the Lord in our lives, it, it would probably keep us from doing the little stupid stuff. And it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. I hope it's okay if I use that word stupid. Is that offensive to you? You use it? Okay. All right. <laughs> we just got to be honest about stuff. <laughs> I, I, I'm just being, just want to be real with you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. But it, it, if we had more of the fear of the Lord in our lives, it would keep us from doing those things that can spoil us. See, uh, 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 Paul tells Timothy, he said, he said, be sure that you keep lust out of your life because lust will wage war against your own soul. When you give in to the lusts of the flesh, you actually begin to fight against your own self. It is, it, it's self-harm in the truest sense. We, when we open our eyes, when we open our minds to things that God does not want us to have, that's why uh, in the Garden of Eden, if you remember, uh, there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God did not want humans to know evil. They already knew good. They knew God. God is good. They knew the goodness of God. He didn't want them to know evil. So that's why you and I have to resist evil because we don't need it living up here. Because when it lives up here, it wants to get down in here. And then that starts affecting your actions and your, your heart desires, your heart motives. Amen. And so uh, we, we've got to keep those things out of our life. Uh, but here, if, if we'll have the fear of God, we won't let our minds wander. We, we won't let our thoughts wander. We won't let our 
motives wonder. Hallelujah. Verse 32, he says, But call to remembrance the former days, in which after you were illuminated, you endured, notice, a great fight of afflictions. Now notice he's talking about this in the past tense, that you've already won some battles. But he's reminding the Hebrews again, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the Lord. What, what, why is he saying that? Because just because you won a battle one time doesn't mean you're going to stand, you're going to endure. We have to win every battle. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just enduring one time is not actually enduring. That is, that is a battle. That is a victory. But we, don't, we can't live in the future off of a victory, a battle. We have to keep conquering the whole way through. You might have defeated fear one time, but fear is going to come back to your house. They want in. Amen. Worry. Uh, sickness is going to keep coming at you. Can I come in? Absolutely not. In Jesus' name, get out of here. Hello? All right. And, and so we see that uh, uh, the, the Hebrews here, apparently they had, they had uh, had challenges in their, in their most recent uh, Christianity. And the writer says, call to remembrance those former days in which you endured a great fight of affliction. Verse 33, partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, both, both by reproaches and afflictions, and par partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. This is, this is going to happen. You and I will be a gazing stop. We will be reproached. We will be mocked for our faith. You mean you still go to church on Sundays? I mean, you still believe in Jesus? Uh, you, 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 still, you, you still are anti-abortion? You, you get what I'm saying? Because, see, culture is trying to redefine Scripture for you. you. You got foolish people rewriting Scripture, thinking it's going to be okay. You can never, ever rewrite the immutable Word of God. It will never change. You, you may try to make it say what you think you want it to say, but it does not change. We don't read into this Word. We read out of it. We let this Word examine us. And I, I think it's funny, it's, it's actually comical to me to hear people trying to uh, tell us, well, this verse actually says that. No, it doesn't. Right. You, you, got, you got doctrinal truth. Hermeneutics says you need at least three verses to confirm a doctrine. The more verses, the better. People want to change one verse, which they can't really change it, and then make that a doctrine. doesn't work. It breaks the laws of hermeneutics, of biblical interpretation. But let me finish here. He says, For you had compassion of me in my bonds, and you took joyfully the spoiling of your own goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. See, the goal for you and I is not to retire with all the money that we, we want, right? Have the boat, have the dream house, have the dream cars. That's not the goal of our life. Our reward's in heaven. Our reward's in people. Hallelujah. You can't take your car with you, but you can take somebody to heaven with you. Hello? See, that's why we're doing what we're doing today. 
We're in the house of God today to get ourselves primed, ready, stirred, encouraged so that we can go out and we can win the world. We can be light in the darkness. We can be a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. We can be the salt that Jesus said that we are to the, to the, 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 the earth. Amen. If you lose your saltiness, how can those people be salted? There's people that you will, you will interact with that your pastor will never meet. Amen. So you got to salt them. You got to be the salty guy. Hallelujah. You got to be the bold, courageous, fervent Christian to tell them the love of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he says in verse 35, cast not away your confidence. That word means your freedom to speak. Do not cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. That word patience is the word patient endurance. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. I'm telling you, I want everything God has for me. I want all He has for me. I don't want to get to heaven. And the Lord says, well, you did all right. I mean, you did a few things okay. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear him say, well done, good, and faithful servant. He's not going to say faithful pastor, faithful missionary, right? So wherever you are, you're a servant. That promise applies to you. Just because you may not be in full-time ministry does not mean your rewards are any less. There will be Christians, I'm telling you, that have far greater rewards than any five-fold preacher has because they're faithful. They're, they're taking advantage of the opportunities that they have to preach the gospel. Amen. I, I, if, if mansions decide your rewards, I don't know that they do or not, praise God, but yeah, I think there'll be... Those that, that, that prayed for their preacher will have bigger houses, bigger mansions than the preacher. That's my personal yeah. conviction. Amen. Yeah. Prove me wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll let you prove me wrong, praise God. But yeah, I, I, I want us to fulfill everything. I want us to, to receive the promises. And I want that for this church. I want that for your life. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.